Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. You're listening to us on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app. Your smart speakers, you can download the podcast. You can find us, in other words. You can find us anywhere in the known universe. There's some se- there are aliens listening to this show right now. All right. Tom Brady, speaking of aliens, this dude is 144 years old, still leading the league and like everything. Dinosaur. Killing I, hope, people. I hope he's not 144. That would be interesting. Just I need add a one to the I need, I need whatever he's taking, I need that. The funny thing is that Brady is is like playing at such an absurdly old age that when Aaron Rodgers the other day was like, look, there's a shelf life to what we do. He couldn't be like, like you can't play this at 50. He couldn't say 50 because he's like, Brady, let me – you can't, I can't play this when I'm 70. Like, Brady's got people thinking, I got to use the, the number 70. Are we realistically yeah. thinking 50? That's how, what is he, 45? 44. 44. But he's about to be 45, though. Yeah. Like, it's, it's he, not he, unthinkable. Based on his play he can't and go his style. Years, no, his play and his style, Unlikely, he can for sure go another five. Go, no, he can't go another you five. You got to avoid injury. 100%. It's going to take one hit. 100%. Key, Tom Brady could go another five neither years. Neither one of you can his say style it, of play. But neither one of you could say that with that kind of definitiveness because. Are you speaking from experience? Oh, God. No, no, we go. Saying, no, no. Well, I yeah, feel like but you are. The, he's in uncharted territory. No one has ever done this before. So we don't have any examples from history to see, like, what happens to someone at that age. I'm we just don't saying, know. Just think a 50 year old man playing in the NFL. I, I could, not a starting quarterback. He's not a starting quarterback at 50. He could be a starting quarterback. They're going to make him the starting quarterback at 50. So Here's, then there's a challenge about. We're just defying the odds. We're going to keep doing this. Are you telling me he's still going to be performing at a high level at He 50? can still, at, at, based on my eyeballs and what I see right now today. The key I, index and, and says if I, that he And could, if I project out, he'll be playing at this level two years from now. Two years from now. Wait, this okay. level. Okay. But this level's insane. This, this is the MVP insane. level. It's insane. So two years from now, if he's still playing at this level, and then you go another year and he just takes a little bit of a dip because of his age, and then a little bit of a dip more because of his age, Man. and a little bit more because of his age. is to go better than half the league. It's not unthinkable that next year could be Brady's last. It's I'm also, not you say that. It's also, wait, it's not unthinkable. It's also not unthinkable that what he does from here on out could land someone in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> right? Like it's not, That's not unthinkable either. We don't know because no one's ever come close to this. Health. Is key. I would just envision and Max he, that he yeah. would. I'm sorry. I know no, no, no. Go. I would just envision that for a guy that's playing at the level that he's playing at, that if he sees a dip, I don't think Tom Brady's going to be the guy to try to hold on to it. Well, that's different. Try to though, cling Max? to it. You know I what mean, I mean? Uh, what Jay, you call me, Max? I that's look like different. Max. Oh man, he must have said something like smart, Max? huh? <laughs> Max. <laughs> well, y'all both got scruffy beards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little, you know, little, little what? I can't say that. <laughs> then I'll get fired. Shut up. Go ahead, Max. So, meantime, <laughs> that Tom Brady that we were just discussing is getting ready to face the Eagles in the playoffs for the first time since Philly beat the Patriots in Super Bowl Fifty Two. By the way, second-year quarterback. <laughs> it's never been in a play. Talk about a disparity in experience. Never been anything like it. But of course, as Brady gets ready to defend the Super Bowl title, he is the reigning Super Bowl champion. He won it last year. He was asked this in his press conference. Listen. I'm wondering, how aware are you? Those fans are obsessed with you not shaking Nick Foles' hand 
after that game. Are you aware of that? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I've, I've shaken Nick's hand plenty of times, though. So I, I, I have a lot of respect for Nick. And, you know, I, I try to be a good sport as best I can. I know it doesn't always look like that because sometimes I get a little pissed out there. But for the <laughs> most part, I try to be a good sport. See, if I was Tom, I'd have said too many germs going around at that time. I didn't want to shake hands. Ah. That's what I would have told him. But every, I mean, come on, man. Whatever. Eagle fans, get over it. You know, Brady just, just admitted, Jay, he was like, I try to be a good sport whenever I can. Sometimes I get ticked off out there, I'll call yeah, it. But, you yeah. do. But, Max, I'm, we were having this conversation, I, I think, during one of the breaks where we were talking about how challenging it is to play in front of thousands of people, like 50, 60,000 people, and how every as, as a pitcher, every pitch, or as a quarterback, every throw. I don't know how they throw a strike. How yeah. you have to be lasered in, right? I'll tell you one of the secrets that I think I had in big moments – I found ways to play angry. Like, I found ways to tap into what got me to only see stuff that was happening on the court. And I can't be mad at one of the most competitive dudes in the history of the game if he found ways to get himself entrenched in the game. Yeah, one thing is, let's say Brady's been a a bad sport at times, a bad, sore loser. Whatever he's doing, same thing like Michael Jordan actually was this kind of teammate, whatever. But whatever they did was part of an equation that led to more success than anyone who ever lived who did that. And literally, millions of people are trying to do what they're doing, right? And they're the best, who, the most successful who ever did it. It's kind of hard. It's not, no one's perfect, right? We're just pointing out imperfections. That's okay. But if that's part of a personality key that leads to this level of success, oh, what am I going to second guess it? I, I think all... <sighs> Dominant and successful players do things a certain way for whatever the motivations would be. Um, some, some of us win championships. Some of us win multiple championships. But there's a certain fire in you that anticipates winning and greatness every single time. People on the outside don't understand it. They don't see it because they're not living it internally. They're looking at it from the outside point of view. They're looking at statistics and, oh, well, he's okay. He's a, like, no, man. That's how you become a professional athlete and a champion. Jay doesn't become the number two pick of the NBA draft because he's a good basketball player. No, he becomes no. it because Yao Ming came he, out that he year. Becomes, That's why he's number two, not number he becomes, one. Six individual. He becomes the number two pick of the NBA draft is because he has that fire mm. and that desire and the competitive stuff that's in him to win at all costs. That's how you become that. And, and so, guy like Brady, I don't give a damn about no damn Nick Foles and shaking no hand because mm-hmm. I'm here to win a championship. I'm not here to talk to you. I don't need to be your friend. We can hang out at the, uh, what is the thing up in, in uh, Vegas? They play the golf thing at the water, whatever that thing is. I'll see you up there at the lake. Oh, uh, Lake Tahoe? Yeah, I'll see you at Lake Tahoe. Lake Tahoe. We'll play golf together. Well, I don't listen, need to talk to you. You won a Super Bowl. You were the number one overall pick. Jay was a two-time player of the year, two-time and a national champion. But I happen to know something well, about you this topic got the, also. Well, that should have went to Boozer. But that's, I, I, I Boozer know something about this topic also, guys, because <laughs> if you've been watching Man in the Arena, you will know that it is I who am the motivation for the greatest football player who ever lived. I don't know if you've been paying attention to I that. have. Yes, yes. What what enticed you that day to take that? No, what that made race? you say something stupid that day? No, it was, it <laughs> That's was, a better way of simplifying actually, it. Keith. Actually, I said it was very smart. What makes Brady so remarkable? It was a calculated is that, hedge. No, it wasn't even calculated. It was just like, oh, let me look. 
every single quarterback who ever lived, they could be flying high till age 40. By age 42, they, they fall off. It's like all the way down. So I'm like, okay, I just did the math. Brady's four, he's, he's going to be 40. You got about 18 months. See, this is the problem with you, though, Max, and I keep trying to tell you that. There's no problem with me. I'm perfect. <laughs> Stop looking at the numbers. You see, if you'd have been watching the film and broke the film all Here's, the way down, you'd have looked at him and been like, yeah, this dude going to play another team. No, years. you know what the, my problem is? The, I got fooled. Like, the peop, there were two camps. One was like, Brady is not missing. He's missing guys because they're not on the same page. They're not talented, this and that. But what I saw was he was missing receivers every way you could miss a receiver. Because they were not good. Right. But, some, but the way I interpreted that was, but he was making mediocre receivers look good a couple years ago, yeah, and but now he's medi- not. But those mediocre kind of receivers that you're thinking about understood yeah, yeah, what no. to do? No, you know, clearly so, that right. was the case. Because the, the littlest thing, if a guy goes one step too far, one step, this, it screws everything up. Let's go through another scenario. Did you get fooled about Andre Godala as well? I, no, I was right about hundred percent. I'm still right about that. Did about you see what? the last clutch shot he took? He airballed it. Now, of course, everyone's going to miss some clutch shots. What I said was, <laughs> what I said was, <laughs> Max Keller. <laughs> what I said was, your justification measures was, okay, are tremendous. Ask, wait, let me ask are you this: tremendous. Who was a better clutch shooter? On those Warriors teams, Iguodala or Steph? Who's, Steph's the greatest shooter of all time. Iguodala's not a very good shooter. Clutch shooter is different than great shooter. I, 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 I can't get in that conversation, man. You got to ask Jay Will there that. Was, there was a guy named Luis Soho back in the day, played for the Yankees, little middle infielder. Middle who was infielder, like, yeah, right. yeah. And he didn't play every day. He was a utility guy. But he was And clutch. then there was A-Rod. If you asked hardcore Yankees fans, bases loaded, bottom of the ninth, World Series want, on the I line, want, uh, you want so I've had so many it's battles. I've had so many. I mean, we had the whole battle about Kawhi Leonard being more clutch than Coach. We've yeah. had a lot of battles. Yeah, you and I. I just, That's I can't. I but can't every see circumstances, what you see there. every circumstances are different. But I'm putting the ball in Steph Curry's yes. hands, man. It's yeah. not. Well, I'm putting he the ball also in Kobe's hands. Get his own too. shots. Yes. yes, yes. And that's Look. what I just told you a minute ago, <laughs> yeah, right? Man. That's what I was saying. Everybody look at things differently. Yeah, right. It's like, well, I was very clear. By the way, when I said the thing about Brady, I was super clear. I went, let me be very clear. He's the greatest player who ever lived. Did I went on a whole way. long thing, yes, and then did. I said, same thing with Iguodala. I said, I'm not talking about getting your own shot or who's a better shooter. I'm saying open shot, fate of the universe on the line. Well, you know words, how this works, Who has so? ice water you know in their veins? When the clip came out, yeah. the clip didn't give you like, your whole preface, right? Yeah, the right. clip didn't say, oh. Thank God just or no one would be interested. How, yeah. like, how long ago was that? Uh, years at this years point. Years ago. Yeah, so like even the other day, years? LeBron James did a little caption yeah. on his social media, had your face, you sit there. <laughs> shot at me. And he was shot at me. I was always, key, key. I love my fans. The gift that keeps on giving. Oh, he just wow. called LeBron oh, a fan. Oh he just called LeBron, LeBron a fan. Uh, LeBron <laughs> call into the show. LeBron and Tom Brady are my biggest fans, apparently. <laughs> you and know Kawhi so and By the way, this goes, to, this goes to what Key talks about with the media, right? So the whole premise of criticism is a cat can look at a king. Doesn't matter who you are. You can be evaluated, right? So all I'm doing sitting here giving opinions is what I think. And for some reason, that's motivating Tom Brady no. or LeBron James cares. Why do they care? It's not. It's not motivating. What it is, is it, according to them, him, it is give them a tickle in their stomach. It, adds, it, it adds to. I mean, look, that's according how. That, him, but that's how. Is. I don't know how Key was programmed. I know yeah. I was always programmed. I never heard anything mm. good somebody said about me. Right. Yeah. 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 All my friends always sent me the crazy stuff that people said about me. That just kind of new friends. It's almost like yeah. Dame. I didn't like Dame Lillard. It's like it's like oh. Laugh at it. That's what I did. Like, these fools, they have no idea. A uh, Jim Kelly. Yes. Speaking of Legend. great players. Played against him. Hall of Fame quarterback Jim Kelly joins us now on the Goodyear Hotline. Jim, what have you seen from Brady at 
age 44. The boy is still on the field. I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, I, I just see a guy that has not let up one bit. The, the guy is just amazing, to be honest with you. He just uh, keeps going, keeps playing great. You'd think he was in his early 30s, and the guy's still 44 and playing. And you know what? Today, these guys take better care of their bodies. They eat the right thing. They don't drink as much as we used to back in the day. They didn't have as much fun as we did. Yeah, he's winning all these Super Bowls. I get all that, but uh, uh, it, it is, it's amazing, uh, and I enjoy watching him. It's because of social media, Jim. That's why. They can't hide as well. Well, you've got that right. Even today, you go in, you're having a beer with your buddy, and you look across the room, and there's people, they're talking to each other, but their phone is uh, locked on you. <laughs> exactly. Like, what are you trying to do? Trying to say you're not uh, videoing what I'm doing over here? <laughs> oh, I get it. And I feel sorry for everybody nowadays. I thank the good Lord that uh, there was no cell phones and the videos and all that back when we played. You, I mean, we never did anything really bad, but just, you know, the, the thought of not being able to be yourself when you go out and join yourself like tonight. Um, Bruce and Thurman and Tasker and Will Wolford and Daryl Talley, a bunch of the guys are in town. We're going out to have dinner tonight. And thank God we got a nice private room that we can talk our crap, have fun, laugh, do whatever we want. We don't have to worry about being video. So that's a good thing. Mm. Uh, Jim, what, what are your thoughts on, on the Bills taking on in, uh, the Pats for the third time this year? Almost reminds me to a certain point uh, when we played uh, the Dolphins with Marino. I don't know how many times we – probably a couple times we wind up playing the Dolphins three times during the course of a year. But, uh, you know, you look at what they're doing now. I, I look at it as it's a battle of the coaches. I mean, McDermott, some of the things he said after that last game, um, he, he didn't want to hear anybody talk about, uh, you know, uh, Belichick. He, he wanted all about the Bills. And I think there's a little rivalry between them. I love it. I mean, you've got a young quarterback against, you know, Josh Allen. You've got the number one defense in the league on our side. Um, I think it's going to be a battle to guys up front. I love it. I, I can't wait to see it, and I can't wait to be there, even though, you know, thank God I've got a suite to sit in, but uh, it's going to be cold temperatures. We're going to see what happens. But I think the whole game – uh, it's going to be determined. A lot of it's going to be uh, determined by putting New England in a one-dimensional offense and you know shut that running game down and force them to throw the football. So I'm I'm pumped. I I can't wait. And to be honest with you guys, you guys know this: how the Bills Mafia are just a bunch of wackadoodles. They love it. They get crazy. The Bills players now have not really seen what a full stadium in the playoffs with these fans are going to be like. So. I'm pumped. I know that that's all they talk about now up here, which is good. And that's what they should do. I said, because me and um, Thurman are leading the charge right before the game, and that's just to get the fans pumped up. We need them to scream as loud as they can. Make Mac Jones, uh, you know, a little uncomfortable with the the, the noise that this group of uh, fans are going to bring to them. So uh, I'm excited. I know so many people are because I just got back from – uh, Texas on my last uh, hunt that I do. I love the outdoors. I love hunting. And I've turned in the last couple of years, I've turned more people in South Texas on to the Buffalo Bills than I have. I mean, they were Cowboy fans. Now they're like, okay, heck with the Cowboys. We're Bills fans now. So that's pretty cool. Jim, you got one here. I, you know, I've been on the Bills all year, even 
when they got beat up by the Jags uh, nine to six in that game. I was so disappointed. But Ouch. One, one of the things, Jim, I wanted to ask you about: you played so many games in bad weather in your career, and one of the things I've been seeing this year about the Bills playing at home in cold weather, like it, their record isn't actually that great. It, it, what's going into that in this upcoming game, considering it's going to be maybe minus two or minus three degrees? Well, I think they got the running game going a little better than they were earlier in the season. Well, I know they have. And I've been harking on that since, you know, the first couple of weeks when I'm like, you know what, guys, you can't rely on a passing game, especially when it comes down to the end of the season. You've got to be able to um, get that running game going. I mean, Singletary is a good running back. I just don't think early on in the season they gave him enough opportunities to show what he can do. The offensive line was banged up. I get all that. Now it's going to be a big uh, big one, especially when you have the weather like it is. I think um, Thurman and I and Bruce, we played in two of the coldest games ever um, in Buffalo. And I think they were like about the temperature now, but the wind chill was like 25, 30 below zero. And that's no fun. And you have to be able to get that running game going. Even though we did throw the ball enough times, they still we got to make sure that that defense is not thinking one dimensional. Those defensive ends are, are not coming up field, not worrying about the running game. They got to mix it up good today and more Jim, tomorrow night. Jim, you you went to four Super Bowls in a row. The Buffalo Bills went to the AFC Championship game last year. How much pressure is on Josh Allen? Sean McDermott to make a deep run this year in the playoffs? I don't think there's a lot of pressure just because you did it last year once. Uh, Maybe if you went two, three times in a row, I think the pressure starts to build. I don't think that they're thinking about that now. I think there's there's probably pressure on Josh because you just signed that big contract and they did go to the championship game. And, you know, there's always pressure on the top notches, whether it's a quarterback, whether it's a defensive end that's, you know, one of the tops in the league to put pressure on a quarterback like a uh, like a, um, uh, a Tom Brady or somebody like that. Matt Jones is that type of quarterback where he depends a lot on his running game. I think not so much pressure yet on these young guys, but uh, you know what, as, as their careers uh, continue to go, I think it will. Uh, who knows what the outcome is going to be this year. Uh, but, you know, one of the good things they have going for us this week, they're playing at home. They're playing in front of crazy fans. And uh, I think as as the season builds and as their careers build, that pressure will continue to wind until they, of course, make it to the Super Bowl. Talking to Jim Kelly. Jim, before we let you go, I want to take another pass at this one from a, just like from another point of view. The, the, the Bills take – like Brady leaves the division. The Bills win the division. They do it again. They made a deep run last year. They just couldn't get over the hump against the Chiefs. They retooled to beat the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs early in the season. They get, you know, that weird game in the wind. They get revenge there. Isn't there right now, particularly against the Patriots, the kind of pressure to show that they got this? It's no longer the previous era. And then also to show that they can take that next step in these playoffs? You know what? I, I'm a player, so I I never really let that bother me because there's so many different things you have to think about during a, a course of a year, especially as it winds down, especially as you go towards 
um, the playoffs. I think more so individually, knowing that you know you you look at the film, you see how you played against uh, you know their their say your you know offensive line against their D line. How do you play? You want to individually show that you're better than you played before, or I'm consistently good the way I played before. Um, I, I I'm never really one to really worry about the pressure part. That's just my mentality. I've had that all my life, you know, with all my health issues. And I don't let any of that bother me. And I, I know not everybody is like that, but that's how I was brought up that, you know, growing up in a family of six boys, I did all that. The pressure of, you know, showing your older brothers you're tougher than, you know, just as tough as them. And just throughout my, my whole life, going to four Super Bowls, another one. Um, the pressure, yeah, there's pressure on, there's pressure on every professional athlete to prove what he is worth. Yes, I'm worth you paying me this amount of money. There comes pressure on every athlete out there, but it's pressure you put on yourself and you mentally, you have to be ready to be able to go out there week in and week out and show everybody that, Hey, I'm a professional athlete. I'm worth everything, but it all is in your mind. And it's what you put in your own mind and what you make people think who you are that's what determines who you are so for me i don't worry about it um and really i don't think there's too much on me except one of the things i feel like with the team that they're doing now we are good i think more so in that locker room they want to prove to themselves that that we're we're the number one defense we're going to prove to everybody that we are a good but more so i think in their minds let's continue to prove to ourselves that we're a good football team so one of the greatest to ever did it, Jim Kelly, ladies and gentlemen. There's a reason a guy goes to four straight Super Bowls, doesn't feel the pressure. Appreciate it, champ. Good luck, Jim. All right, Jim. All right, guys. Love you guys. Keep All up right. the great work. All right, brother. A rivalry that spans decades adds another chapter. Sean, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance. Okay, guys. We are uh, getting ready for super wild card. Let me say wild in English. Wild card. Wild card weekend. I'm trying to put it all into one word. See, when you say super, though, the problem is 
when you say super, you want to say bowl. That's right. You want to say that so bad. No doubt. Super Super, you got to force your mouth to say wild card. Smart of the NFL. You know, super wild card. You put super next to anything now. Um, Nate Newton, three-time Super Bowl champion. Not Super Wild Card Weekend champion, Super Bowl champion <laughs> on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Nate. Good morning, Max. How you doing? Good. Good to have you. Um, you, you played in a lot of Cowboys-Niners playoff games in your career. What makes this rivalry the rivalry it is? Because, you know, it, it has always been great because both teams have been winners. They've been uh, in the playoffs. I'm talking about doing my uh, era. They were in the playoffs a lot. I mean, every year you can depend on them being in the playoffs. You can depend on them pushing that thing all the way up to the NFC Championship game. And then a lot of times the Super Bowls were decided between us, you know, as that last NFC game. So when you have that much success on the field uh, and with great players that we've had, all the uh, Hall of Famers and Pro Bowlers that these teams have produced, that's what makes a rivalry. You have to win to be a rivalry. Nate, what um... – What's the biggest thing that the Cowboys will have to do to take care of the Niners and advance to the next round? Set up a retainer wall, man, right in front of the end zone, especially in the in the in the, um, in the red zone, so you they won't run that ball in there. The run is the most devastating thing to the Cowboys for the last five years. Okay, you know that, man. I mean, it, it's been that has been the issue for the Dallas Cowboys: the ability not to be able at playoff time to stop the run. If they can do that right there, they got a chance. Mm. Now, who has more pressure on them to get a win on Sunday? I know, obviously, it's a team style and format for the Cowboys, but do you think there'll be more pressure on Mike McCarthy or Dak Prescott? Uh, it's, it's, it's all, on, it's all on, on the coach, man, to get these guys right, man, and to get Dak going, man. And then it falls on Dak. You know, the only way head coaches and – quarterbacks and judges by these playoff wins, man. And Dak has to win. He has his own certain amount of pressure. But Coach McCarthy, that's why we brought him in now. He had the, the offensive expertise and a, and the experience of a Super Bowl behind him. So he should, the pressure for me, looking at him, that's where it's at on Coach McCarthy. Uh, Nate, look, this, you know, when you look at this matchup, a lot of it, as a lot of matchups are, will be determined – by who wins up front. That's something you know all about. Who do you think has the advantage up front, line of scrimmage, both sides in this matchup? Uh, you know, and I hate to say this because, you know, I'm a homer and I'm a big-time homer, but I, I really think that uh, the defensive line of the 49ers has the advantage. Mm. They had Player for player, pound for pound, when you look at their defensive line starting with uh, – Eric Armstead. I know. I know. Nick Bosa is the man with, with fifteen and a half, sixteen sacks. I, but when uh, when Eric Armstrong is getting pressure up the middle, and that's just where that's where we're weak at at our left guard and our center. You know, if we can't run the ball, they can dominate us there just just in that alone with those two guys. So right now, I think they have the advantage. We have an All Pro guard. We have an All Pro left tackle that's coming back. Our right tackle is finally. Uh, Lyle uh, is finally finding his rhythm, man. But they they have a unit, man, led by Ward, the, the linebacker Fred Ward. They they bringing it, man, and that that is where they're big at. They they are old school. Stop the run and run the ball, and that's that leads to being physical. And so the Cowboys this week is put on their pads. 
Well, we watched them the other day. You know, they had on they, them full pads. I mean, I know it. I know it's late in this season, but they had on full pads, man. Just picking up the tempo, not so much as hitting, you know, but putting on those pads, man, and going full tempo at trying to get this thing done. If the Cowboys, Nate, don't make a deep run in the playoffs and even advance to the Super Bowl, for that matter, based on the economics of the quarterback and the running back and all the money spent on the offensive line and the receivers and whatnot, is this a situation where that window is going to slam closed on them for the next several years? You know what? I I, I, want to say no, but when you look at what is happening here, We've got a bunch of players on defense that are on the one- or two-year contracts. We had a hit, uh, a coach and, and Coach Quinn, the defensive coordinator, to come in and put this package together because he, they allowed him to bring in players, to put players in place, to, to have a vision. Coach Quinn may be gone. These players may be gone defensively, and that's been our Achilles heel, even though it's a strength right now. That's been our Achilles heel. If they don't win this thing or go deep into the playoffs, man, uh, yeah, you might, yeah, the window, the window will probably start slam shut. Mm. So, what does that mean for coach? Mm-hmm. What does it mean for coach? Right? I mean, that's what everyone's really thinking about because they pay, they gave Dak the bag. What does it yes, mean they for did. coach? Um, Nate Newton, three-time Super Bowl champion. Thanks for jumping on with us, Nate. Appreciate it. Thanks, Nate. Hey, nasty. thank you, man. Hey, Jay Will. Yeah. I know your voice, man. I mean, I, I know your voice, man. He everywhere, man. M- much love to you, man. I <laughs> Key them going to do what they do in Maxwell. He going to out-scream everybody. But, Jay, bro, <laughs> hang in there. I, I appreciate <laughs> you, man. Ah, he got you, oh, man. Out-scream everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on this show, hey, I'm the Yankee screamer. Fan. Don't you worry about uh, it. <laughs> that's right. Damn right. Thank you, all and have a blessed day, man. God bless y'all. All right, man. They leaving with fire right there. No doubt. Okay, Evan, I I know your voice, and Max, I'll scream everybody. Hit hit us with a one-two on the way out the door. (laughs) Uh, All right, your turn to weigh in. What are you most looking forward to seeing on Super Wild Card Weekend? And who has the most on the line? 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Am I out screaming? Sounds like a smoker. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80 and your smart speakers. Download the podcast. Mm. Mm. Who has the most on the line in Super Bowl? Sorry, I did it again. Super Wild Card Weekend and why? Super yeah, Bowl super Wild Card Weekend. I did weekend. it every, all day this week. Yeah, I wrote I it a in a struggle, tease for Max. He uh, didn't even realize it. I didn't realize it's I said struggle. it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a struggle. It's a mental typo. 888-SAY-ESPN, <laughs> 888-729-3776. Who will be the that? chief rocker? All right. <laughs> Here we go. Andrew. Uh, in, I'm sure he is not in Josh Allen, Evan, but... Uh, that's what it says on the screen. Andrew, you're on the air. What up, Drew? How's it going, guys? How are you all doing? I love the podcast. Love listening to you guys every day uh, while I'm at work. Uh, anyways, I wait, Drew, 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 wait, wait, wait. What, what, North, what part of North Carolina are you in? I'm from Greensboro, North Carolina. Greensboro, stand up. I got, okay. cousins. I got cousins in North Carolina. Yeah. Hour away from Durham. Go ahead, Andrew. I'm sorry. You're all good. You're all good. I love listening to you guys all the time. Anyways, I think Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, but I want to watch them play, and I think Josh Allen actually has the most on the line this week because if you think about it, the Bills have, haven't been to a Super Bowl in a long time, and the last time they went, they went four times in a row. So wouldn't it be nice for them to get back to that AFC championship game and uh, possibly take down the Chiefs again to get to the Super Bowl and maybe take on the Packers and then – Josh Allen win the Super Bowl for the Chiefs, uh, but I like to see the I like to see the Bills take down the Chiefs to get into the Super Bowl, and I think Josh Allen's got the most on the line. Yeah, Josh does have a lot on the line. Um, when you look at it, he went to the AFC Championship game a year ago. They paid him, you know, made him one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the National Football League. They've done a lot surrounding pieces around him to get back into the same situation, and not only that, not even necessarily the Kansas City Chiefs, but the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots have owned the AFC East forever. And if they don't beat the New England Patriots, the Patriots can say, man, we let y'all just hang out until we decided to get it back. And Mac's only going to get better, by the way. They're on the they're the, the Patriots are the ones on the way up, really. So the Bills are supposed to be there right we now. We let y'all hang out. But you know the thing about Josh Allen. Last year he finished second in MVP voting. This year he still had a good year, just wasn't at the level yeah. that last year was. So people were like, oh, he fell off. Like they're still a good team, especially if he's creating that kind of space with his feet. Yeah, Josh Allen is a different a, kind of talent yes. than Mac Jones. Yes. Right? He's a different, he's a talent. Not in the same guy. bucket. And that was Andrew in North Carolina. Gary in Jacksonville, you're on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Good morning, gentlemen. What I want to see most is Dak Prescott. He's going to show he's paid like an elite-level quarterback. Is his play going to be the reason why the Dallas Cowboys advance in the playoffs, or or, or does he show his inconsistency that he 
many times shows during the regular season. And is he going to be the difference maker that puts Dallas over the top in the playoffs? The best thing that the Cowboys can do to neutralize that and get them into the playoffs is run the football. They are undefeated when they've gone for over 100 yards in these games that they have won this year to put them in a situation where they would win them. Now, if they decide to drop back and put it all on Dak Prescott's arm and inconsistencies somehow set in, then the Cowboys will be losing to the 49ers and they'll be going home. I mean, this team is built as a physical, run-dominant football team with Ezekiel Elliott and Pollard, and that's what they need to do in such due time that they got to push the ball down you know the field. what else occurs to me, guys? Like, it's one thing. Like, what happens after the fact matters. Like, in boxing, a dude loses to another guy. You're like, oh, damn, he lost to him. But if that guy he lost to, who's an unknown at the time, goes on and beats a bunch of guys, you're like, actually, that's all right. So... What the Niners do, let's say the Cowboys lose to the Niners. Oh, McCarthy's in trouble. Dak, man, you're six years into the league. You can't – first round of the playoffs. But if the Niners go on a run, if they somehow make the Super Bowl, all of a sudden it's like, well, look, they went – that was the NFC champ. But if the Niners get knocked out in the second round after the – oh, it's bad for the Cowboys. Like, it's bad and it could get worse. Lawrence of Virginia Beach, you're on with Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Hello, fellas. What's going on, Lawrence? What's going on, fellas? What's happening, man? What's up, man? So, I guess my problem is everybody's saying saying worry about the 49ers, worry about the 49ers. The 49ers have to worry about the Cowboys. The Cowboys are at full strength, both on offense and defense. And then you also got to remember, they also score on special teams. So, they score on every aspect of the game. And everybody's saying worry about the 49ers. 49ers need to worry about the Cowboys. I mean, look. I, the Cowboys are six and five against other teams outside the division, right? But there, and we've been talking about this. There, there is something that they are one of the few teams in the whole National Football League that you feel if they catch fire, right? The way they played in their last game, scoring fifty plus points. If that offense can catch fire and that defense is playing at the level we know that defense can be at, they are going to be a problem for people. That's why I'm fading the public. I'm actually taking the Cowboys to win the game. This is. Uh... I mean, this is a lot of pressure. <laughs> this is a lot. I'm trying to think of a first round in recent years with more pressure on more teams in the first round of the playoffs. Like, I'm thinking about. Well, other than the Rams and the Cowboys. That's huge. That, well, those are two massive teams, yeah. No, all every every team except Pittsburgh and Philly got pre- – Pittsburgh, Philly, and I feel like the Bucks are the only ones that don't have the pressure. Well – Okay, nah, the, look, Bing, the, yeah, Chiefs, the, the Bucks really can't lose to the Eagles, but oh, they're Chiefs not going to, right? Because the Chiefs, Chiefs yeah, got to win, man. Yeah, well, well, of course. I mean, but like, I don't know. If I, Pittsburgh uh, lost, it'd be like, ah, guys, Philly the, loses, ah. The, the, if the Bucks lose, it's like, okay, we didn't expect for them to, to lose, but but it would right, be such a disaster. They already won it for the Rams and the Cowboys. It would be such a disaster, and they could each easily lose that Rams, game. Rams, Cowboys, and Bills. Bills, a disaster. That's three. And I've got to say this about Mahomes, because they don't have the bye. Only it would be one a disaster bye per conference. For the Bills if they lost? A disaster? It's a bad situation, man. A bad situation. I know they're young and all that stuff, but this is Mac as a rookie. You know, he's, he's going to be better in his second year. The, the Patriots aren't going backwards. Uh, the Mahomes, there is pressure on the Chiefs. Now, I, the reason we don't feel it is because we think, like, ah, oh, they're going to win that game. The standard that Mahomes and the Chiefs have set He's never not been to the AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for a pre-snap penalty that gave Brady the ball back, 
he'd have been in three straight Super Bowls, Patrick Mahomes. Right? Like, the the standard is extremely high. And I understand no one really believes that the Steelers are going to win. Key, you mentioned it. There is a script. There is a formula. Even if they do fall down two touchdowns, run the ball, run the clock, force a turnover, keep it close. Punt, pass, and kick. (laughs) That, That type of game, it could happen. No, I think we just had him. We just had that's, Lawrence. That's what we I just thought. just had L. Yeah. That's what I thought. But the Cowboys, it's a lot of, you know, it's, it's America's team. A lot of people in fan bases across the country, they can't stand the Cowboys at all. Even people that don't have an allegiance to a team can't stand the Cowboys because the Cowboys and their fans are America's team, so to speak. They, uh, the roof in the stadium had a hole in it, so – that the man upstairs could look down on the games on Sundays. I mean, all that sort of people just like, ah! Then they got an owner who does what he wants to do. People don't like that. You know, they had arrogant players when they were winning in the 90s. Aikman and Emmitt and the playmaker Troy. And all they do, they're just rubbing in your face. Cowboy, 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 cowboy. How many times do you think you're going to see this weekend the picture of T.O.? running on the star and slamming the ball down, being put in somebody's B-roll when they talk about the highlight or they intro the game or whatever it is. That's B-roll going to run a lot. That is a, that, that one right there is one of the I – I meant to ask Nate Newton about that, where they, he went and caught, scored a touchdown, ran, slammed it down, whole big old fight broke out. What kind That's of, what kind of drink y'all having is. this weekend? What kind of drink we having watching the game? What we having, Key? Oh, man, it depends on where I'm at or where I'm going. You're you going to be somewhere warm. Yeah, I'm not going to be here. Stuck a with light y'all. beer with very few calories. You got to be a damn fool to want to <laughs> sit here in the cold. I'm 48 beer. years old. I got to go. What do you want calories. Keyshawn, Jay, Sydney Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.